Welcome to the Private Practice Made Perfect podcast with me, Kathy Love. I'm a business coach who helps allied health professionals run powerful and profitable businesses in the disability sector. Join me for cutting-edge interviews with leaders in the allied health and business fields, along with plenty of practical content that you can use to make your business practice perfect. Hello, everybody. Weeks and weeks in the making, but our guest today is Kelly Ketchell, uh, who once started life as a physiotherapist and is now a business owner at uh, Active Life Therapies. Welcome. Thank you so much, Kathy. It's very exciting. I've listened to so many of your podcasts, and now to be on one. <laughs> it's all about you, Kelly. It's all about you right now. So, eight years ago, what uh, what was going on? Uh, well, I had just, uh, I'd had my daughter previously, two, two years previous to that, um, and um, I really saw a big gap for people that um, had had uh, neurological events or had a neurological um, disease that they didn't have access to physiotherapy within my area so I thought you know what I'm going to start doing this I'm going to start doing home visits I'm going to go out by myself it'll be fun they said yeah <laughs> so now started... paint a picture where you are because you're in a very beautiful part of Australia uh yes in the Adelaide Hills yeah. um beautiful Adelaide Hills um just I live just outside a place called Mount Barker which is a ra- very rapidly growing town yes. um yes. and uh, but it's still got that beautiful country feel to it so and this time is just gorgeous in autumn yeah, yeah the leaves the leaves mm-hmm. so you got busy packed the car had everything in the uh in the boot and then what really happened in that first couple of years for you business wise so um, then I got asked to start providing services to a nursing home, very uh, rural nursing home, a place called Meningi, um, which is a, a good 100 kilometres from home. Um, and so I said, yeah, sure, why not? Uh, so I started going up there and doing their physiotherapy for them and then got asked to do the physiotherapy at the hospital there as well. Uh, and along with that, they wanted me to do the musculoskeletal clinic there as well because their physio was retiring. So suddenly I'm like, okay, all right, I've got all this to Just do. Just three now. days a week. Yeah, that's it. Um, and then um, with the funding instrument that um, is currently in aged care, um, we looked at um, increasing the days up there. So then I had to bring another therapist on. So I had my first employee, which was very exciting. Mm. <laughs> um, we got asked to do another nursing home and another nursing home. So I employed another person um, and another person. <laughs> um, and Which reminds uh, yeah. us that it was all a little easier it as did. such back then. Yeah. Five yeah. years ago, you know, we kind of didn't have the, the growing pains that we have in the workforce no, right now. No, I still didn't have a lot of a um, lot of people to pick and choose from because yeah, it was very rural. So, you know, that limited the amount mm. of people that would apply for it. But um, it was much it was much easier. I still, you know, advertised once, got somebody. Mm. Like it wasn't like you know, like it is now, as you say, where it's just this constant, mm. constant, constant mm. advertising, yeah. Mm. So was there a plan or was there something else 
a trust in the universe perhaps yeah, I think it just kind of ran away from me really and I was like oh yeah the plan is just to expand let's just get bigger mm. let's get some employees and then I thought oh my gosh I'm mad what have I done <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and um, and then um, my son got diagnosed with uh, ASD, um, and so we started um, seeking um, uh, occupational therapy services for him. Mm. Um, met a wonderful occupational therapist, um, and um, I said, "Oh, it'd be great if we didn't have to come all the way down to the city for this." And uh, she said, "Yeah, yeah, it would be great." And so we went away, and then a couple of years later, um, a, a sort of a, friend of ours um uh, knew both of us said oh you know she, the, the OT that you had she's looking to to leave where she is and it might be worth having a word with her if you're really serious about it so I did and that was how our, our pediatric services kind of started as well mm. um so just using a dance studio <laughs> in Mount Barker we started providing our sensory integration services so um yeah and now it's now what's it like if I open the door and step into the into the office what will we see and hear uh lots of fun being had um mm. generally um between the team and our clients so we um now have um a much bigger space um with three um clinic rooms specially designed sensory rooms sensory gyms um uh two front of shop uh to front of house staff um uh, uh three ot's and uh six physios i think it is last count so yes <laughs> and currently adding to that as we go so mm. yeah it's certainly a lot busier and a lot more professional <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, there's questions I could ask there, but I'll, I'll hold on on them. So, what's what what have you kind of had to kind of get your head around in these last few years to get it to be more professional? Uh, managing a team, um, I've had to get over um, uh, a bit wanting to be a clinician. I've had to, you know. Stop really doing a lot of my clinical hours. I've kept a couple of favourites. Um, mm. <laughs> uh, one was my first ever client. Um, but yeah, really managing the team and getting out of that friend zone with people that have been with me a while and learning to push people because I can see their potential and remind myself. I'm not being a bully. I'm just trying to, you know, get the best out of people. So mm. that's been a massive, massive thing for me to overcome. Um, and uh, getting all those, you know, we're still doing it now, getting those systems and procedures and standing up and open yeah. procedures in place so that things run smoothly. Um, yeah, we're getting there. Mm. <laughs> so what does your week look like now with less clinical work? Um, it looks like... Um, Lots of sections of time set aside literally for business development um, and I will be quite specific on what I'm working on. So this mm. morning was my um, uh, marketing um, mm. 
spot. So I'll either be working on what we're going to be putting on our social pipes or this morning I was working on new website copy because our website really doesn't reflect very well, I think, anymore what we are actually doing. You've outgrown it. I have, yeah. Yeah. So, yep, yep, really working on that. Um, Tomorrow will be um, what I call a management sprint. So um, that's working on, you know, the systems around managing the team um, and also a few one-to-one staff Mm -hmm. meetings as well. So um, catching up with um, members of the team individually, working on their goals, um, working on their KPIs, Mm -hmm. uh, KPAs, just Mm -hmm. seeing where they're at, what I can do Mm -hmm. to help, um, if anything. Um, And, um, yeah, other management meetings and team meetings. Yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's it's good. I, I re- actually really love it. <laughs> Are you surprised? Yeah, I always thought I was like, you know, going to be the physio, and that was my that was my thing. But I'm actually I actually love doing doing this. So yeah. Why do you reckon that is? Um, I've always liked teaching people, like even from yeah. a young young. Um, mm. physio back in the back in the day um, I loved having students I loved having um, junior physios like, um, it made me really think about what I was doing and I think that's probably one of the things is is um, having to manage people really makes me think about the processes that I'm you know putting in place in mm. the business and and have, how that's going to affect everybody not just me um, mm. yeah um, and seeing, you know, my values and, um, you know, that mission and that vision really coming to, to fruition. Mm. Um, yeah, I think yeah. that's what excites me about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it is a it's a sizable shift from mm. clinician towards you know business operator and then business business owner. Mm. Um, what do you think? What do you think? you know, your role will be, you know, in 12 months time, given the shift you've already made. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, the ultimate is to be, you know, the the CEO. Um, So, um, you know, really looking to bring our practice manager into what I would think is a more conventional practice management Mm. role, doing a lot of what I do now, a lot of the meetings, a lot of the the team management stuff, um, and me Mm. really just making the big business decisions, especially, you know, if we continue to grow as we are, um, Mm. that's what I'm really going to need to be focused on. and uh, yeah, and that's where it's important to have those systems in place so that, you know, she can just pick up the reins and already yeah. know exactly what to do. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's the plan. Yeah. yeah. Oh, love it. That's very, very exciting. Mm-hmm. So we're recording this in kind of nearly the middle of 2021. So if we sort of that's think cool. back over this financial year, what a circus it's been with COVID and mm-hmm. holidays and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Um, did you guys travel through COVID as well as you um, wanted to? Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We we really did. You know, um, in, in actual fact, you know, half in August last year we were moving into our, our yeah. bigger, bigger space. So we'd gone, we went from our one 
one clinics uh, space um, unit to this one where we built two rooms thinking that was enough and then had to at Christmas time put another space in um, so yeah we did and we obviously we utilized um, the um, telehealth yeah. where we needed to but we were really lucky in South Australia um, you know we we really weren't I'm touching wood now um, badly hit um, and so we only had a couple of small lockdowns and even initially um, it was well you're still in the central service so you can see people if you mm. um, you know if you feel there's a need and so a lot of our clients it just kind of carried on as normal just with a lot more cleaning <laughs> a lot more cleaning who knew there could be this much cleaning in business exactly and no yeah. ball pit the ball pit had to go which was oh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah we travel and, and we you know I think at that point I had to say okay um I think that was the turning point for me as far as like mm. stepping out of the clinical work yeah. um I've got to find some people to you know to do to do that take over my clients so I can focus on this because this is a bit more hectic um mm. you know uh, everything's changing from week to week um I had to focus I had to focus on it so um and I think that then made a massive change in the business and, and it just seemed to snowball from there. We just got busier and busier and busier. So, yeah, uh, it was It's great. interesting you say that. I've heard others, um, you know, share a very, very similar story that mm-hmm. um, COVID was a little bit of a shake up, a little mm-hmm. bit of a reality check. Okay, mm-hmm. well, I can't kind of keep going with this, clin- you know, clinician by day, business owner by night kind mm-hmm. of piece. There's Absolutely. way too many moving parts. Way too there's way too many people dependent on me in all sorts of different ways, mm. and I really kind of have to get my, you know, my hours and my daylight activities sort of sorted. And they are totally like you reaping the benefits right now. Mm-hmm. Well, that's really good to hear. Yeah, I, I definitely think that has made the biggest change, like being in the business. Uh, sorry, working yeah. on the business rather than working in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So your team, how many in your team now? I lost count. 10, uh, 12? 10, 10, 11, 10, mm. 11. We've got, we've got one physio on maternity leave at the moment, okay. so 11 including her yes. yeah, she's part of the team. So, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so reasonable size. And, and yeah. Uh, yeah, currently just um, looking at bringing another OT on. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's going to grow even further. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think? It's going to happen kind of business-wise, just ballpark in the in this next financial year, the next 12 months for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, um, we are looking at, because um, we're bursting the seams here, so I'm currently um, actually was going through a bit of a process just now of um, analysing whether we need to move into another space, um, potentially just setting that up initially as a physio space um, so that it can meet mm. the needs of all our physio clients. Mm. Um, and um, then we want to bring in speech uh, speech pathologists. I don't have any speeches on my team at the moment, so we've been working out ways that we can bring speeches in and still have them supported um, clinically, um, myself mm. not being able to do that. So we think we've come up with a solution for that. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then, you know, if it would be lovely to have psych, psych as well. Um, we've already got allied health assistants on the team. Mm. Um, so, yeah, really just trying to be like a one-stop 
shop for the Adelaide Hills for, for everybody. Um, and, you know, I think what is the real benefit to our clients is because we're using the same spaces, um, although our physios and our OTs are using them and the speeches would be using them for very different reasons, our clients get the benefit of using that equipment and being in those spaces so they kind of get the, the benefit of, of mm. all their other therapies, you know, at the same time. So, um, yeah, that that's um, that's a real, you know, real win for them. Um, so, yeah, keeping keeping using those sort of uh, spaces um, uh, in line with what we're currently doing. You're reminding me of a hermit crab that just keeps needing to change its shell. <laughs> You just keep growing out of your shell. That's such a great description. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, So with the majority of your services now clinic-based, because there's been so many times I've spoken with you and you've been in the car, what's... Most of it's clinic-based now? Yeah, yeah. I mean, 100% of our OT services are currently clinic-based. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah. Uh, So um, we just find that our clients get much more benefit out of being in the clinic um, uh, Mm. because, you know, we do have a strong focus on sensory integration. So it's very hard to mimic that out in the community um, or in the school setting. Um, But, you know, we we do occasionally still go into kindies, into schools in order to assess our clients in those environments um, because we, you know, we really want to be um person focused and and really you know look at the big picture as well um but uh yeah we just find that our clients get so much benefit from from coming in to see us mm. here um and focusing you know quite um specifically on what they're doing while they're here so yeah um we're still be, in- yeah it could be a really hard balance to get right mm. as well yeah just fine when we, you know, we have done school visits in the past and we just find, you know, you're having to go in, you've got to set up everything, then you've got to go and, you know, find find the, your client and, you know, then bring mm. them, get them settled. I think, you know, when they walk in the door, this is therapy time, they're, you know, they're focused, mm. it, that, that transition is a lot easier for them sometimes, you know, obviously mm. transitions for our clients mm. are always tricky, but, um, yeah, they just kind of walk in the door and, like, okay, it's OT time, okay, it's physio time. So, um, you know, that that's, does seem to to give us better results but uh yeah 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 so you've done a lot of work on your clinic spaces and your team and um systems and standard operating procedures Uh, Is it okay if we have a chat about the uh, software that you use to manage your business? Of course, I'd love to, yeah. All righty, I know a bit more about it. So fly us in, let let the listeners get a grasp of it. Yeah, so um, when we started bringing on multiple therapists and and, um, having to juggle um, lots of schedules, we just Mm. couldn't find a um, client, a, a management, practice management software that really fitted all our requirements. Um, and so I approached my my dad, who happens to be a software developer, um, and said, oh, you know, this is the problem we're having. And he said, oh, okay, that's interesting. I can probably, you know, do do something for you. So that was really how Pendulum was born. Mm. Um 
and it's really, you know, really grown. Um, and we, I really wanted it to be quite um, NDIS specific because that was the majority of our clients um, office back then. So um, I wanted it to help us manage those mm. type of clients. And, and then it actually helps us manage all of our non-NDIS clients really nicely as well um, uh, because of the same thing. So, you know, very goal-focused, um, uh, lots of, um, uh, you know, plan, start, plan, end, alerts. Um, so we're given plenty of warning as to, you know, when when things are coming to an end and um, gives us, you know, uh, that help to, to push us um, to write reports. Um, and we're currently working on integrating that more into the system as well um, and just um, managing multiple therapists multiple site calendars as well um, yeah it, it's um, it's been a real um, whiz for that it's you know there's obviously been teething problems along the way and it is a working progress but it's um, yeah it's working really nicely now and the mobile um, uh, app is is really starting to take shape as well so um, yeah it's 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 really um, fantastic to just be involved in that and really get a custom made you know off the shelf product and hopefully it will help lots of other um, uh, mm. people that run the same sorts of business as us as well so yeah. how do your team enjoy working with that with pendulum yeah um again you know there's obviously um lots of people work with other um pieces of office so there's always lots of comparisons i think between but i think yeah. that would happen with anything mm. um but i think the fact that they can you know, if something isn't working or they kind of go, oh, this would be really helpful. The fact that they can actually put that across and know that it will, you know, be Get developed into yeah. it. Yeah. If it's, you know, if it's not something completely out of <laughs> out of this world, um, impossible. But, uh, yeah, so I think the fact that they've been able to actually have a lot of input into it um, mm. and build it to suit what they do has, has been a real winner as well. So, Mm. Um, yeah, and being able to actually speak to the developer directly. Literally, is, directly. Literally, literally ring him up and go, this isn't working. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll get on it. <laughs> so, oh, gosh. That's, oh, that's great to hear that it's uh, progressing really nicely for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think, um, yeah, Dad will probably be able to tell you a lot more about it. I'm sure he'd love to have another conversation with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something that I kind of hear about is business owners really wanting to get really useful reports out of their practice management mm -hmm. software. Mm -hmm. What sort of reports are you are you kind of using and you mm -hmm. know to kind of grow and accelerate the business? Yeah, so um, we obviously profit and loss every week. Mm -hmm. So um, and uh, so that's obviously very helpful to see um, and work out where the gaps are and work out, um, yeah. you know, what billable hours are being done and if there's cancellations or, you know, what's been put in there instead. Um, can, uh, tracking cancellations, tracking um, new um, clients and new episodes um, is really important to see how our marketing's performing. Mm -hmm. Um, and how our um, uh, reception staff and um, our uh, admin staff are working as far as, um, you know, keeping people coming in for their appointments and um, or rebooking mm -hmm. them if they're cancelled. So, um, yeah, all of, all of that's really where I focus um, and, the, and the numbers, just being really aware of our numbers as well as far as, uh, you know, the finances go. Um, and then also, as I said before, 
for you know knowing when mm. our clients um, plans are coming to an end so that we can get those reports ready for them and it's not mm. that last minute rush we can do a really good job on them instead mm. of like oh quickly throw something together because they've got their meeting tomorrow <laughs> so. yeah oh well that's yeah that's kind of a pretty uh yeah variable date isn't it it's when the plan mm-hmm. ends and then when the meeting is and then when the reports are due they can all be three different God, situations to judge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 oh well that's 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 good I'd love to catch up with with what pendulum is um is looking like but if we kind of touch on the NDIS It is price guide season as we're recording this. Oh, dear. For those listening, Kelly is literally rubbing her forehead (laughs) as she speaks already. I don't even quite know where to put the question. I think I'll just lob it really broad. What... What do you think the NDIS is going to – now she's nodding her head, so I'll just come up with the longest question in the history of the world so she can gather her thoughts. What do you think the NDIS is going to kind of look like in the next six months? Oh, my goodness. I just hope they don't change it too much again. I don't think we can cope with it, can we? Oh. Um, I, I I don't know. I mean, yeah. I still I find it really strange because South, in South Australia, physiotherapy services are billed at a higher rate than oh, OT. They are too. Yeah, That's and right. I still find that so bizarre. And I I, I kind of understand yeah, their reasoning, um, you know. But actually, OTs are just as hard to come by. There, you know, as rare as hen's teeth, as well as physios mm. now. So, you know, I think the retaining retaining occupational therapists in South Australia is just as hard as physiotherapists. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it is a strange one. So I hope that that changes. I mean, obviously I'd, I'd hope that, that the OT prices go up and that physio mm. don't, doesn't go down, but who knows. Um, yeah, I, uh, and I, I hope that um, they look at the groups and the way they're funded as well. I agree more. I've just jumped off a phone call with a client now. We we're just looking at how to get the groups mm. just differently impactful and differently profitable mm. one, just mm. differently useful within a business. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Imagine if they kind of got the group thing a bit more sorted. Yeah, it would be so great. We, we ran mm. our first sort of groups this um, this last um, holiday, school holidays, because I just had therapists that actually were really keen to do it, which was wonderful. And mm. the kids just loved it, and yeah. so did that. It was such good fun. Um, but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't profitable. But it was we did it for for the clients really, and yeah. for the experience for the therapists. Um, and because we like you know the well. One of our things is creating a community, um, and so obviously the groups helps to, to do that. Yeah. Um, There's only so much you can tolerate, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not a charity at the end of the day. Mm. You're running, but I run a business. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it would be lovely if they relook at that. Yeah. What else is in your crystal ball for the NDIS? Oh, gosh. Or on your wish oh, list? No I one's got a crystal, a crystal ball. ball yeah. No one's got one. I don't think. <laughs> Um, wish list are oh, allied health assistants as well. Yeah. Like being able to utilize them so much more and um, you know, have have them uh, you know, even running programs in the community as well. Um you know, somebody suggested to me uh, a while ago about um, using um, them as support workers, um, which I was kind of 
blown away by. It's getting a little blurry, that line, I yeah, think, at the moment. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Um, and, but it's, you know, it's ridiculous the things people are having to, to do to work people's funding in their favour mm. because they're not getting funded for supports that they need. So, oh, well, we could mm. possibly use this in a, in a creative way. So, yeah, I think, um, you know, that's the other thing is, mm. is really making sure that people have got those the, the supports that they actually need rather than this sort of it feels like it's just a, um, a one-size-fits-all kind of procedure at the moment. Everybody mm. seems to have the same goals, um, you know, or very, very similar goals or just the same goals for years and years. Mm. Um, yeah, and, and not really being told how to then use this funding the amount of people you know we get through that so oh, well it's got to be for OT it says it's for OT and you know we're like well actually no that goal is more a physiotherapy goal mm. and um so yeah having some more education for for yeah. participants on how to actually use their funding to 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 actually achieve their goals so they can make new goals. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm ranting. (laughs) No, it's fine. No, you are welcome to rant. You were rubbing your forehead even as I asked the question. (laughs) Do you think they've got travel right? Oh gosh, well that's another thing, isn't it? In in these in because obviously we you know we work in some rural areas. Mm. Um uh no. Um I think not quite. No, not it's not quite there. Um the modified monash, I can see why they they picked that, yeah. um, and that's absolutely fine if they're actually going to give people, you know, the funding. Mm. It seems to be this expectation as well. You know, you could move. Well, they might not want to move. Their business might be there. You know, they've got family there. Why should they move just because you don't want to fund fund the travel for the therapists to get to them, and mm. then they get half as much therapy because they're mm. having to use their therapy budget. To, to get us there um so yeah no I don't I don't don't think it's right at all yet but yeah. uh, it should be a whole separate thing <laughs> oh yes 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 and um like you know one it's it's a double-edged sword hey I think I've I've probably read more about the NDIS in the mainstream media in the last two months than probably mm. in the last two years Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and a real mixture of stories and I guess on the back of the Royal Commission and so on and so forth so you know mainstream Australia is is getting this story and getting this exposure which I think is really really good Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. think generally on the on the whole but there's still just this hidden secret dark (laughs) back of stage piece that providers like your good self are dealing with day after day Um, And what aren't they telling us? Yeah, well? <laughs> yeah. What yeah. do they know that we don't know yet? Mm, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, yeah. It's yes. been you know like that. All these changes that are made in the background, and it's like, oh, by the way, we're doing this. You know, with the uh, when we're applying, you know, equipment prescription. Mm. Um, oh, that's going to be you know taken away, and we're going to do that mm. privately. Oh no, we're not. We're still you're still going to do it. And, and yep. then these uh, individual assessments as well, um, which everybody's just terrified about. I think. Yeah. Um, yep. And you know, within reason. Um, yeah, they're on hold. So, yeah, paused, paused. Fingers crossed it stays that way for a good while. Oh, goodness. But, yeah. Did you guys go ahead and register? No, no, we didn't. Mm. And and there really hasn't been any incentive for us to to do that. Mm. We, we don't even get phone calls now from anybody saying, yeah. oh, you know, 
oh yeah you know we're agency manager can you say everybody is plan or self-managed here I you know I don't I can't speak mm. for other areas mm. and I was speaking to another therapist mm. a little while ago and their majority of their clients were agency managed, so it was worth it for them but um no the, the cost and and um and everything else that went with it and and having to actually pay more because we had no um accreditors in South Australia so oh, gosh, um, that's right <laughs> that's right yeah. I was just like no 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 don't don't think so um you know had I still been a single you know um just part on my, on my own and not a not a um a company then I may have looked at it but uh, mm. no it just hasn't been worth it for us I'm afraid so yeah yeah, yeah. oh well it could that could be you know an interesting space to watch because I guess mm. that goes into the predictions as well you know whilst there are you know pretty sizable business infrastructure benefits mm-hmm. um, to doing it. We don't know quite yet what other kind of registration benefits there might be as well. Mm. I mean, I guess, you know, it uh, as far as uh, cash flow goes, it's a lot easier to manage it because you're doing all the all the claims from your end mm. rather than having to rely on mm. um, clients to, to, to pay you. But, um, uh, you know, other than that, there's, I, you know, I do feel it takes away that that choice and control so Mm. yeah yeah goodness goodness so what else have you learned about your business in the last uh little while Mm, that's a good question um I think one of my biggest things has been um not hiring out of desperation bringing the right people on board I think that's been a huge learning curve for me um yeah uh, having the right team members um because mm. you only got to have one bad apple and it does upset the whole cart so um and so yeah I've been much more careful about that to the point of almost overthinking it sometimes I think um but I just seem to you know when the right person comes along I just seem to know just mm-hmm. you know yes yes you're, you're, you're the one and uh, um but yeah definitely definitely not hiring out of desperation these days so um mm. So that recruitment process has been refined somewhat. <laughs> oh, that's a good learning, good learning. What else has your business taught you? Um, time management. Oh, my gosh, time management, yeah. Um, and I'm still not great at it, um, but I'm getting better. Like I have schedules for everything now. I literally have like, you know, <laughs> a schedule for the plans my whole morning um, so that we get to school on time. And so, yeah, my kids actually haven't been late for school for ages, which is amazing. <laughs> We'll thank the business for that. <laughs> yes. You know, not showing off. Yeah. That's good. Oh no. Um and um uh also um actually um like mindfulness and c- mm. you know me. I have ideas coming a little sparkly spewing uh and I've I've had to learn to 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 focus mm. and uh not just be the shiny object chaser um and finish things like mm. uh yeah I'm actually getting things finished now rather than getting halfway through a task and then oh yeah that's what I was doing a month or two ago <laughs> so I'm getting back to it um so yeah it's taught taught me that as mm. well um yeah, yeah. You're very proud of your team. What what makes them so amazing? Oh, they're just I don't know, they're just all so passionate and um they just in in you know, 
all of my values um, uh, that you know they care they they don't just look at the person just while they're here they think about everything that's going on outside of, of when they leave mm. the clinic as well um, they're all all have such wonderful ideas um, which they're always bringing to me as well um, so along with my ideas popping out of my brain I have all theirs as well now. <laughs> um and um yeah they're just also they're very dedicated um mm -hmm. to the point that you know I'm having to sort of say you've got to stop working at home like you've got to, that's that's your time so um mm. yeah really looking after after their mental health as well mm. um and um they just all are so willing to share their knowledge between each other as well, um, which is fantastic, and you know, and and across across disciplines too. So, the, you know, the OTs will will um, help the physios, and the physios will help the OTs, and mm. um, yeah, it's just. Well, I was away on holiday for a couple of weeks, um, and they had a planning day, and um, when I came back, I kind of felt like I wasn't really needed anymore. <laughs> You know, they're just on without you. Yeah, they were just like, yeah, yeah, no, we don't need you. We're all good. We know what we're doing. Like, this is where we're To the office, Kelly. Going. Be That's gone. <laughs> Be gone to the spreadsheet. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just I just love their energy um, and and uh, just how much they really care about our clients, mm. you know, genuinely. So, yeah. Yeah. It's What's so fun, cool yeah. about that? wonderful description is it totally speaks to your um refinement around the recruitment piece mm -hmm. that the recruitment is getting sharper and sharper and sharper and more focused and mm. it's just playing out in the team day when you're not needed exactly I don't, I don't know if that's a good thing or not but we'll, well just pretend that it is no, right now I'm happy kind of with it. <laughs> yeah I think you know I went in during um uh, interview I now ask a lot of questions based yeah. around our core values um to see if they align um with ours um so yeah I really know from their answers yeah they're going to be a good fit or, or not or not so, quite yeah 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 it's really important yeah Wow, so good to hear. So in the last couple of minutes, what um kind of, you know, little bits of advice and gems, pearls of wisdom would you like to uh, leave uh, other allied health business owners thinking about? Uh, I think, um, you know, if you want your business to grow, um, to, um, yeah, work on it, not in it, is, mm -hmm. is yeah. what my, would be my big piece of advice um and um and as you're transitioning into that really you know listen to those beautiful books you know Brené Brown's and all those books mm. on on managing a team and doing it mm. right um just you know to give you that confidence to um, to steer your team your growing team in the right direction um know your numbers oh my yep. gosh know your numbers you can't make good business decisions unless you know your numbers yep. Yep. um yeah it's definitely um another biggie for mm. sure um yeah what else yeah hiring yeah recruit recruit to your own core values bring yep. people that share your values and your beliefs on board and you can't go wrong yeah 
How good. Thank you so much for coming in to share up the adventure so far. You're welcome. It's been and great. We'll have to kind of reconnect after the price guide piece and kind of see where it landed. Oh, yes. Okay. I'm nervous about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. Thank you, Kelly, so much. And um, Thank yeah, you. onwards and upwards. Thank you so much for having me on. I can't wait to um, to hear it back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any guest has ever said that, but that is okay. <laughs> you at least play it for your team because they will love to hear what you said. <laughs> I hope so, yeah. I do tell them quite a lot what I Good. think of them. So, yeah, I hope they already know. <laughs> Good. All righty. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kathy. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Private Practice Made Perfect podcast. For show notes and other resources, please visit practicemadeperfectpodcast.com. While you are there, you can subscribe for future episodes and continue your business adventure with me. And please be sure to share this and other episodes with your friends and colleagues. The Private Practice Made Perfect podcast is brought to you by Experts on Air Podcast Network.